All right. Um, this is part three of our lecture on the Psalms, wisdom literature, um, and Christian discipleship. And so we wanted to just kind of conclude our time by just talking about the role of Psalms in Christian discipleship. And when we think about the Psalms, uh, Psalms blend together um, really three crucial things that are necessary for spiritual formation. Okay. They blend together theology, doxology, and practice. You don't want to pit, uh, so theology is contemplation, study of, reflection on, meditation on who God is and what he has done. A lot of what you're doing in the Forge program this year is theological thinking. Doxology is the outflow of that. It's, it's an outflow of worship and praise and adoration. And then practice, practice is the going public of that in, in obedience and mission. And so when we think about the role of the Psalms, the Psalms are really gosh, they're just dead center in the intersection of theology, doxology, and practice, or liturgy, okay? And going back to the main idea here, the main idea for our lecture is that kingdom participants or covenant participants understand that all of life is lived quorum deo, which means before the very face of God. The wise person is continually learning to live all of life in accordance with the Christian story, Christian beliefs, beliefs and being formed into the image of Christ Jesus. So when we think about the role of the Psalms, the first thing we have to see is that the Psalms remind us that discipleship is nothing less than learning to live before the very face of God. You see, all of life is lived in the presence of God, but we have to be attuned to that. We need to be awake to that reality so that we can live rightly in the story that God is telling and he's inviting us into. And the Psalms instruct us on how to do that. They posture us into the kind of people who live all of life in the presence of God, who can bring their emotions into the presence of God, who can celebrate and give thanks and praise and ask and request and lament and grieve and be angry, all of these things in the very presence of God. They form us in the kind of people who can do this. And Jesus Christ is the one who lives this way perfectly before his father. You know, um, St. Augustine said that the Psalms are a mirror that reveals who we really are, instructing us to conform ourselves through the spirit to the gift and example of Jesus Christ. Um, Rowan Williams, Archbishop, Arch, 14th Archbishop, Archbishop I, I think he was the 14th, I'm pretty sure, Archbishop of Canterbury said to read the Psalms is to make our own voice of the body of Christ in worship. It's to make our own voice the voice of the body of Christ in worship. You see, the Psalms are a tool of worship that the Spirit uses to form us into the image of Christ Jesus. Uh, and uh, they're crucial for that. So the Psalms remind us that discipleship is nothing less than learning to live before the face of God. They also remind us that theology and doxology are never at odds, but they fuel one another. The Psalms are theology that are sung and prayed. Um, to quote Augustine again, I want to be moved not by the singing, but by the things that are sung. All our songs and hymns and spiritual songs teach us both implicitly and explicitly. They teach us theology and ethics. Therefore, we have to be unabashedly and unashamedly committed to distinctly Christian worship. The Psalms are a mirror that reveal, us, who, reveal to us who we really are, instructing us in the way to live. And we need songs, and the Psalms do this, that reflect that. This is one of the reasons why the Psalms are really the watermark, the standard of what the Christian worship and singing should be like. What should our songs sound like? Well, they should sound like the content of the Psalms. 
the Psalms remind us and show us that all worship is story formed. It's, it's shaped and it's situated within a context. And that's, that context is a narrative. The Psalms proclaim a world that we are invited to enter in and live into. And in a very real way, praying the Psalms is one of the best ways to pray in the spirit. You know, Thomas Merton said, uh, nowhere can we be more certain that we are praying with the Holy Spirit than when we pray the Psalms. As a parent who holds and directs their child's hand while she tries to form letters, so our Heavenly Father directs us to the words of the Psalter to express our feelings. By His Spirit, our God gives us words when we have none. And for Israel, this narrative informs their worship. And really, it's important that we understand that our worship the songs we sing, the prayers we pray, the actions we take is only helpful as it is inviting us to participate into the Christian story. Let me say it like this. I could not live the life that God is inviting me to live in Jesus by the power of the Spirit apart from the very voice of God in the Psalms. We've talked a lot about the Psalms. We've talked about genres of the Psalms and the books of the Psalms. We've talked about the narratival history and context surrounding the Psalms, their role in Christian discipleship. But let me just speak personally. My Christian life is disproportionately influenced by the work of the Holy Spirit through the Psalms. And I believe that's true for our church as well. I believe it's true for our church. It's one of the reasons why we have given our summers over as a church at Mosaic to a meditation and reflection on the Psalms so that they begin to work their way into the muscle memory and the fabric of our life together as a church. It's one of the reasons why recovering the Psalms as a way to worship is so crucial for our life as a Christian community because they express the whole, all the parts of the soul, they lay them bare and they invite them into the presence of God. In a world that doesn't know what to do with how it feels, the Psalm is a absolutely potent toolbox for helping to make sense of that, for taking those feelings of, of justice and mercy and longing and desire and hope and attention and sorrow and lament and suffering and struggle and joy and thanksgiving and bring all of them into the very presence of God. I hope that at the conclusion of this lecture that you feel more convinced than ever before. This is the room. If you're looking at the screen, you're like, well, these are Kyle Sinai notes and I don't know how they got in there. So let me take it all the way back here. Um, uh, I hope that you feel more so than you did when we started an invitation to enter into the Psalms with a crucial narrative context around it, with more literacy about how they're written, but also knowing that as you enter into the Psalms, you will experience increasing degrees of spiritual formation. Um, if you have not completed your doctrinal statements or if you've not begun working on your written prayer, please do so. Those will be due at the last class. Uh, this is one of the weeks where we have a, a Forge Q&A on Tuesday night. So if you're watching or listening to this, please make plans to join us via Zoom. That Zoom link will be included in the email that included links to the audio and video for this lecture. We would love for you to be a part of that. We think those Q&As are helpful for just getting a sense of how you do theology together and how you do theological thinking. So please make plans to join us on Tuesday evening for that Zoom Q&A. All right. Bless you.